Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to the latest Irish Tech News Podcast. Last month, when I was in Belfast attending Digital DNA, I interviewed Mary McKenna. Mary is an Irish tech entrepreneur and angel investor. She also sits on three charity boards and formally mentors two young entrepreneurs as well as a few others uh, informally. She's also one of the entrepreneurs in residence at Northern Ireland Science Park in Belfast and is part of the Digital Capital Catapult in London where she's one of the advisory network members. She's also working with Irish Tech News as a member of the panel that's going to choose the first Irish FinTech Top 20 list. I'm a technology entrepreneur. I started, um, I co-founded an online learning company in Derry uh, nearly 10 years ago and grew it to a, a community of about a million learners and I exited from the company about two years ago. I sold my half of the company. And since then I've been doing a little bit of early stage angel investment. Um, I've invested in four tech startups two of them with female founders and two of them are very young entrepreneurs and that's what I'm sort of interested in these days is helping some other entrepreneurs get started. So when you're a company investing what do you think is important for you? Well I mean I think it's important that there's a that there's a good product that actually meets a customer need. You know you see an awful lot of startups pitching something that doesn't really address a problem. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I mean, it would have to have that before I would even really look at it. Um, but after it's sort of passed that hurdle, then for me, it's really all about it's all about the founding team and the founding entrepreneur. Yeah. That's the thing that I get excited about, and that's what makes me want to invest my money and my time and to help them be successful. Zeno told me earlier that you invest in passion. If the person you're investing has got any passion, you want to invest because you think they're just important as a company itself. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, if the person doesn't have any passion, why would I be bothered having anything to do with them? Yeah. Because I look at Richard Branson, everything he's done, it's all about him as a brand more than anything else. And if he was in there, the company wouldn't be where it is today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And there's so many examples like that yeah. uh, where the person is, uh, you know, the person is the company almost. Now, that can be a bit of an issue when you come to try and sell because there's always a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a challenge transferring that brand from you, the entrepreneur, onto the company itself. But, you know, it's possible to do that if you're sensible, if you're realistic, you can do those things. And I mean, there's guys you get who are basically like, like Richard Branson, easy to work with, and guys like Steve Jobs, who do a great job, but, you know, working with them, you're going to have your, your, your heart crying out every night because he's someone that's very driven, too driven at times. But you know, I mean, I've worked for I've worked for uh, Irish startups that have had, you know, that have had a big big names VC behind them, and like those guys can be can be as much of a pain in the ass as a, as a, an entrepreneur can be. You know, you got a, you got one of the big Dublin or London VCs that's invested in your startup. They're on your back. They're on your case. They'll make your life very very tough if you're not delivering the goods and if you're not performing. Because once you've got money in your company, if you don't perform, uh, then basically it's either you're going to go where the company's going to fold in some cases because the money invests in the company rather than you yourself as a person and you're expendable in some ways, in some cases. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, 
Uh, and for me as well, I think it's always a bit tricky whether you, you know, because I've been sort of, I've invested in, as I say, I've invested in four businesses. My experience hasn't been 100% positive. Uh, sometimes when the uh, startups get the money in, they kind of take their foot off the pedal a bit and sort of sit back a little bit. Uh, you know, when you don't have any money, you're very, very driven to make sales. Yeah. And uh, you know, in my own in my own uh, startup, we didn't take any investment in. We bootstrapped it, and that's a, and it's a different sort of play. Because if you've got to meet payroll and you've got to pay your mortgage this month, then you will get out of bed, get off your ass, and go and hustle when yeah. you need to. So I mean, the trick, I suppose, is being able to hustle nicely. Yeah. I guess also if you're bootstrapping your business as well, you can sort of do it your own way. And you've got no one telling you how you should do it. Because sometimes you get guys investing in the business and you're there to do what they do and you know what to do because you're, you're independent and you hate what you've been told to do. bootstrapping, you can do the way you want to do it yourself and grow it your own way, slowly possible. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there is no substitute for being able to do... You know, it kind of goes against the grain of the entrepreneur, somebody telling them what to do anyway, which is another, yeah. it's another bit of a friction when people do take investment in. Because, yeah, if you angel invest, you expect to have a say. And if the founder doesn't agree with you or doesn't go along, then it does result, it does result in a bit of friction. The Irish Tech News, we're basically bootstrapping ourselves. And in that case, because we're doing that, we've nobody telling us how we write our articles or, who's gonna, or how they should be if a certain staff we're told right here. So no one's going to tell you, we've got to follow this line or that line. You're independent to a certain degree. And a startup, if, you, if you're bootstrapping, you've got that freedom as well. Yeah, you have, and I mean, I think what you guys, I think what you guys do is great, and you know, I would hate to see, I would hate to see you compromised by a big corporate that was sponsoring you or whatever, and then they were also influencing what you could and couldn't write about. I mean, nobody really wants that, do they? I mean, for us, if we get sponsored and bored, I might sponsor a podcast, and that's it. Right. And I'd say, sponsor a podcast or anything else we do, but other than that, you, you've no really say what we're doing. You might decide to tell us, like an interview, a certain person who's a big name. That's not a problem with the first because that's good for us, win-win. But if you're telling us what we should ask them, question why or anything else, that we can't do because that ruins what we have to independence. The same with a startup. If you get somebody investing in you and then they're telling you how to run your business, you got somebody who's so well driven, they've been told you've got to do this way. We've done it in the beginning. That couple will lose focus. You're basically investing in, in somebody who knows how it should work. So I think that's one of the reasons why, and one of the lessons that I've really learned in, in my own sort of early early days of angel investing, it's really important to do your due diligence properly yeah. and to make sure that your goals and your ambitions for that company and your vision for it is aligned to the entrepreneur. Yeah. Because if it isn't, it's only going to end in tears. And also make sure that that their, their team behind them is guys you would trust with your life. Because it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think it's unlikely that you're ever actually going to get to that stage in a in a due diligence exercise. It's only really when you start working with somebody that you really find out what they're like. Yeah, and I've seen startups who basically have like five guys in a team and they've both got the same skill set, and that to me is no use because you, you won't grow with that with the same skill set. You got to have different skill sets. Yeah, it's very it's very important to have. Uh, you know, if you're a two-man business, you need to have two people that have got complementary skill sets. Yeah. So in this day and age, you probably need one of them who can code and one of them who can sell. Yeah. You've got two people that can sell or two people that can 
code and you haven't got the other skills, then you know you're not going to go very far. Yeah, I've seen guys who just basically are coders their whole life, and then when they come to present something, they can't present it because they're not sure how to do it. They haven't been taught what to do. They're in this room all their life, coding away. Suddenly they're told, "There's investors, go and sell yourself." They can't do that. Or you get accountants, all my big kind, and they're suddenly been told. You got to go and code or, or uh, promote the coders, and they think, "How do we do it? We don't speak the language." I guess it's, it's sort of getting the fine line between a bit of both, making sure you can cover all bases. Yeah, I mean that's the that's one of the key things for an entrepreneur is that you really do need to be able to be a bit of a jack of all trades and keep all those plates spinning. There's a lot of pressure to do that. And I guess you've been there for a few years now, so you talk about now. You've done it for a few years, so you're used to doing that yourself. Experience while you've done it for a while now, so for you it's the second nature to be able to spin yeah, all your plates. I do think, I think that you get better at it. I don't think, but I do think that people, I mean, my view is that entrepreneurs are, are born, not made. Yeah. You can improve them with coaching and mentoring and all those sorts of things, but you do need to have that entrepreneurial spark. I don't think it would be possible for you to take somebody that, that wasn't entrepreneurial and turn them into an entrepreneur. I think you've got to have it. Now, right now, I'm done a born sales guy, but I can do everything else. I can write a bit the pitch, but I can't, I can't actually sell a guy's product because I'm not a sales guy. But other guys, but let me, who can do it, who can sell it, but they can't write the pitch. Yeah, so one of the great things is there's room in this world for all sorts of people. Yeah. All right, Mary, that's great. Thanks for that. Thanks very much. Perfect. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Mary.